tuning in with us. You know this is the podcast in which we try to keep it encouraging, inspirating, and motivating. I want to thank you again, and I want to give thanks to everyone who messaged and tuned in on the last episode in which we spoke about the challenges of loneliness. So we kind of compared it to today's corona pandemic and some of the effects that are people shut in may be feeling, and it was a real powerful episode. We got a lot of feedback on it, but today I want to address something just a little different. I want to address something that uh, I believe that um, just about most of the world today will probably be be uh, looking at or given some form of thought to. And this is uh, a solution today on the ha- behalf of all mankind and what it is that we can do to, uh, to, to address this, uh, this uh, pandemic that we are seeing. Now, I want to start by saying that I believe that that awesome spirit of God is moving throughout the world and he's speaking to the hearts of a lot of people and especially his people. So especially those who have already opened up their hearts and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And those who have been filled with his spirit and has been filled with the truth. I know that their hearts and their souls, their spirits are wrestling with, 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 with some of the things that they may have not done as of yet. Pertaining to living lives that are more pleasing to God. So... We want to start this uh, episode off by basically um, identifying with why it is that um, we are still enduring this pandemic, which most will perceive as being the wrath of God and God allowing this thing to uh, take place over the nation, the world, simply because he wants the attention. I believe that God wants everybody to return to, to, to him, to return to, to some of the laws and some of the will that he has placed upon man, that we will live lives more pleasing to him, that we will walk in obedience. But unfortunately, I believe we have strayed far away from that. Yes, um, it is true, and it is totally a fact that people have done things to kind of cater more to man and, and, and pleasing man than pleasing God. 
So, um, yeah, we see us, um, um, you know, under the pressures of this pandemic, simply because I believe that we we catered more to our flesh than we did to the spirituality uh, 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 and what that saves us and that awesome anointed power of God who condemns us. So I believe that we um we have to fall back in line. So I want to I want to really focus on uh what what this what's the solution today? What do I think and I believe and as I I I um you know it's brought to my attention from a lot of my listeners what they believe will be uh, uh the one of the primary the main things that we can do to um rid of this pandemic and not us ourselves because it is totally out of our control but to do things and fall in line with the with the energies that will be more pleasing to God that he will see fit to uh remove us from up underneath the pressures of this coronavirus that we see presently taking hold on the entire world today so um I want to remind everyone that, um, you know, the scripture, uh, uh, what the scripture says pertaining to, um, you know, the disobedience of man and our, our inability to fall in line with what it is that God has, has willed of us. So I, I, I want to start by basically um, touching in on Galatians 5 and 19. 5 and 19, um, and, uh, basically speaks and says now that the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, adultery, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, Divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. God says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So, if we really take a, a honest look, we'll see that a lot of these things that we've been warned against, the world exercises greatly today to please the flesh or to please man. And sometimes, yes, people who are even aware uh, of these these warnings and these heeds by the great the great creator have used these things to 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 uh be more uh pleasing to what it is that they wanna do themselves. You know how they wanna just be able to 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 uh, uh satisfy their own flesh so we we can look at a, a million things today that we have actually really really fallen out of line out of the will of God and a lot of things that we have done wrong so we look at even with our children our future generations and the things that we do to encourage them in a walk that will bless and save them in which the scripture also speaks and lets us know to raise up our children and, and teach them, you know, in, in the way that they should go so that they don't depart from it. 
But today we even failed to do that. So we look at our school systems and the things that the, the principles that they instill in our children is more of the world and less of godly principles. You know, we look at our society and a lot of things that they allow, you know, our children to be connected to, which is basically things that will lure them into a less pleasing life with God. And, and a lifestyle that will set them up for nothing but destruction. So we have to really stop and look at the seriousness of this and get back to the structure and the format that was set for us by the scriptures and by God himself. So I think that is very sad today that everything that we see going on can be, can be uh, 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 transpired from our, our disobedience, from our sin, from the evilness of the world. And even sadder that it may be uh, uh, more, more, more of a of an opportunity that we have than we realize to to correct this thing, and I believe that is simply to turn to God. For us to abandon all those ways, and all those sinful ways, and all the evilness of our heart, to rid of it, so that we are enabling ourselves. To, to be able to live lives that are more pleasing, not to ourselves, but to God. So we look, we're dealing and we're looking at the solution in difference to looking at the problem. Because today, everybody is drawn and more focused on what the problem is, and it's only because they can't get away from it. Because it's affecting us nation to nation, city to city, some people in their own households, and also even at the top of the chart. We're looking at even in the government, even in the leadership in our country and in our communities, even in the leadership in our churches, everyone is being affected by this pandemic. And it's getting to be where every day, each individual I'm quite sure can identify with the fact that they're receiving news each day that someone else that they may know personally has either contracted the coronavirus or died subject to the virus. So it's time for us to wake up, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for us to really take this thing serious. It's time for us to heed the words of the Master and repent. And pray, bow down and pray, not only for ourselves, but for our families, that they are able to identify and get the message. Because there's only two ways that we, are, we, we, can, we can really uh, 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 see this thing. And a lot of people, actually two ways that a lot of people are, are seeing this thing. And one is spirit and one is flesh. One is knowledge and one is wisdom. So I, I urge you to tap in to wisdom, which I believe is true spirit and true, true, true essence of God, which will allow us to be able to see this entire thing with a spiritual eye. 
that will allow us to be able to understand in our personal lives, individually, what it is that we must do, that we may inspire those connected to us, that they may do the right thing. This is going to take a worldwide effort. This is not just one individual over another, but it's going to take it's going to take a total package for this entire world to actually really bow down and heed and the word will come to pass as the scriptures have warned that in the end all knees shall bow. So before this thing is over, yes, there are not a lot of knees that are going to bow. But is this the time yet for all knees to bow? That's the question. I pray. I pray so. But unfortunately, as you can see, I'm quite sure you can look around, you look at social media, and you look at some of those uh, 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 visuals that you may see on television or things you may hear on radio, and you'll find that unfortunately, a lot of people still haven't gotten it. A lot of people are still suffering in the evils of the world. They're still wilding in sin. So what will it take? This pandemic is a major one. And it's causing a lot of havoc and a lot of tragedy throughout this entire nation. So you ask yourself again, what will it take? And if it takes any more than this, I feel sorry for us all. So for me, as for me and my heart and me and my house, we repent of our sins. We will serve the Lord. We will do what it is that's necessary that we are able to encourage our neighbors into doing the same, that they may be free. I want to take note and really uh, look at Colossians. Colossians 3 and 6. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. So all those things that I mentioned, all those things with people walking out of the will of God. Yes, Colossians 3 and 6. This lets us know that on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. So we've been pre-warned. We know that the scripture breathes life. We know that it's the past, the present, and the future. It's the navigator for life. So, there is no, no excuses, for we have been pre-warned. For those of us who have had the gift and the blessing of reading the scripture, or, un, or knowing of it, or having someone even reveal it to us to give us the heed, heed the warnings to us, it's our responsibility to do what's right. For those who don't know, we pray for them. That we are able to reveal God's word to them and encourage them to seek it for themselves that they may be saved. I pray for this nation. And I really, really, really pray that we are able to teach our children. Because the future that they will possibly see, subject to what Revelation speaks... They're going to know how they're going to need to know how to endure 
They're going to need to know how to pray. They're going to need to know how to ask for God's covering. They're going to need to know how to repent of their sins so that they may be saved. I want to thank you for tuning in again. Forgive me, but I drew a little passion on this one because I am deeply saddened not only by everything that's taking place and why it's taking place, but I am deeply saddened that our children have to endure this because we didn't get it right. So I want to thank you again for tuning in next time on True Reveal. Good evening, good evening, welcome back once again to True Reveal. I enjoyed uh, the topic that we spoke about on the last episode, and I got a great deal of feedback that everyone else enjoyed it as well, and I'm grateful for that. But today, I want to add on to one of the episodes that I spoke about concerning the pandemic that we're dealing with today, this corona pandemic. So um, I, I want to add, because um, after looking over a lot of things today, um, news, social media, and even things that I'm witnessing um uh, personally, myself, through the physical eye, I'm seeing that regardless to all of all the pressures that we find ourselves up under, we find uh, uh, even the things that we realize, well, some realize, unfortunately, that uh, God has allowed to take place to, uh, you know, get our attention, to redirect us and reset us and put us back in line with his will. Um, unfortunately, I see that a lot of people still aren't getting it. So um, I was kind of moved to basically touch on a topic that I really believe that I should address. First, um, just addressing the point that uh, even with what we're seeing and what we're up against with all the, the tragic things that are going on in, in the world, with all the tornadoes and with all the death subject to this pandemic and everything else that people are still living deeply within their flesh and pleasing themselves and not God. There seems as though, um, you know, in some places or some areas that change is not being made, that people are not taking this thing real, that people do not believe. So, um, you know, I was kind of inspired to touch on the fact that people are not believing and say that, um, you know, you know, even in biblical times, you know, when they didn't believe and they had to go through uh, 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 so much, so much hardship, you know, because of their unbelief. You know, I, I want to say that, um, you know, I mean, what does it take for us to believe? You know, I mean, I mean, in Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
So in order to, to, to have faith, we first have to believe. You know, for, uh, uh, you know, with faith, you definitely need to believe. You know, the word believe and, and its um, uh, derivatives is used 257 times, excluding believers in, in the scripture. It's used approximately 257 times, right, where it pertains to belief. You know, and, and, and even Thomas the Apostle, one of the 12, one of the 12 uh, disciples of Jesus, didn't believe. And he was one of the disciples who, who actually at one time displayed great loyalty and courage when the other disciples tried to keep Jesus from going into Bethany to, to raise Lazarus from the dead because of the danger uh, 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 from those in the area who earlier tried to stone him. You know, but in but in but in John twenty and twenty four, you know, it shows even even Thomas didn't believe that Jesus had risen had risen from the dead. And I find this in comparison with what's going on today, ironically, you know, and our disbelief and how much we, we we have to endure because of that that disbelief. You know, our willingness to not, you know, uh uh, uh have have faith in God. And everything that he wanted us to do, you know, in the beginning, everything that he wants us to do now, you know, to fall in line with his will so that we may have uh, not not deal with this hardship and have have peace on earth. You know, I find I find it very profound that this scripture uh, uh, never reveals that that scripture that I'm getting ready to read to you actually pertaining to Thomas, that it never reveals that Thomas actually touched the wounds of Jesus, but yet because he sees that he didn't have uh, uh, that he didn't have to identify with the, with the pain, but the love of God through the resurrection. So so um you know basically I'm saying that you know it, it shows me that he actually didn't have to touch the wounds, you know what I mean of of Jesus when he when he returned to them you know a week later after the resurrection, but. You know, he was able to identify with just with just just seeing him. You know, so it shows me that it didn't take for him to actually have to identify with through the wounds and the scars. You know, uh, um, for him to have to know that it was real, because if you check the scripture, the scripture doesn't actually say that he touched the wounds. Let me actually let me read the scripture to you. Um, we go into John 20, 20, 24 and twenty nine, right? It says Jesus appears to Thomas, right? Okay, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was, was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hand. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. 
Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So again, let me let me remind you that uh, um when when he when it, when uh Thomas actually uh uh was asked by Jesus to uh put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Actually, if you notice in the scripture. And to and to, and uh and John twenty eight, Thomas went directly to saying to Jesus, "My Lord and my God." So so that shows me, you know what I mean, a lot, you know. And I find it, I find it very uh profound, you know that 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 um that that the scripture never reveals that Thomas actually touched the wounds of Jesus, but yet. Because he sees that he didn't have to identify with the pain, you know what I mean? You know, uh, um, uh, uh, the scars and the wounds and things, you know, things like that. As far as even touching him, uh, going through that, taking that process, he was able to identify with the fact that he was able to to see him and to witness him, him, him being there. So, so again, reason why I say I find this so profound is because um, it's just like the world today, you know. I mean, do we actually have to touch and feel and go through all the pains that, you know, and, and go through and, and, and endure the scars and the hardship and everything that, that Jesus uh, had to endure for us to know and believe, for us to know that he is real and for us to believe his word and to have faith? Do we have to actually go through all that? Do we have to touch that? No, we don't. Just like, just like you know, with, with Thomas, he didn't have to touch it, but he was able to see. But, you know, are, are the blessed of those who believe and not see don't have to see. So, so we actually really don't have to see with the physical eye. You know what I mean? But we can see with a spiritual eye and understanding and, and and having our spirits filled enough to be able to identify with what not only took place then, but what's taking place now. So that we are gifted by it, so that we are blessed by it, you know. So, 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 uh, just by being able to see, with that spiritual eye, you know what I mean, and being able to exercise the faith, and the belief through that, just through that process, you know, we can be blessed, you know, and 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 now a world and a whole nation can be not only blessed but be healed, and be removed from up underneath this pandemic that we're dealing with today. You know, if we just have just enough faith to believe, just to believe and start exercising and taking the right process, the process that was originated for us, you know, the process that was God's will from the very beginning for us, you know, you know, we have, you know, we, we're in the process of reset and we have to uh, actually uh, uh, be willing participants in that and submit ourselves to God and submit ourselves to his will. Because even in my life, and I know I'm quite sure any of my listeners can look in their personal life and be able to identify with the fact of, of going out there and, and actually having to touch the wounds, not believing from the very beginning when people have revealed the scripture to you or you may have read it yourself, you know, or heard it from somewhere and, and just having, you know, an, the ability to be able to accept it and believe it, we had to go out and touch it for ourselves, you know, like when you was a kid and the, uh, and the parents used to say, you don't have to touch it to know that it's hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's hot. Why, why wait and get burned to find out that it's hot? You know, 
So even in our personal lives, in my personal life, you know what? I had to go through all the hardship and, and, and fall into all the obstacles and all the traps, you know what I mean? All the, all the holes and, the, and, you know, hit the pitfalls and everything, you know, and, and endure all of that, you know what I mean, before it took for me to learn, you know? So I had to touch the wounds, you know? I had to touch the wounds then when I, when I really didn't, I really shouldn't have had to. I didn't have to. I didn't have to, you know, by choice and by will. And just as now, it's by choice and by will. You know, we have to make a solid decision rather whether we're going to accept the navigator, accept the, the scripture and the truth and, the, you know, the light, you know, or we're going to take our own route, take our own way and our own, and our own will of doing things, you know. So I'm praying that, um, you know, we're able to identify even with Thomas, you know, you know who one who once was was a a a, a you know a, a apostle and a and a, and a, a disciple and a follower follower of Christ you know and like I said even one time you know had enough courage and enough faith you know to to go into Bethany with 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 uh with Christ to raise Lazarus from the dead you know um I mean even he you know because he wasn't there at the time that Christ had risen the witness he he didn't believe. He didn't believe, and it took for Christ to appear to him, you know, a week later, you know, for him to actually believe, but he had to actually, he wanted to, I mean, look, he wanted to, he had to, he had to actually uh, see himself, you know what I mean? I mean, so we shouldn't have to, I pray that we don't have to get to a point to where, you know, we, this life and this present life, you know, that God has blessed us with is taken away from us for us actually to have to see and believe because then it will probably be too late because of the decisions that we made and the lack of faith, you know, and then unfortunately, you, you, you know, you lose your life and you never had an opportunity to accept Christ. You never had an opportunity to repent of your sins. You know, you never had an opportunity to do this thing right and fall under the will of God, you know, and then it's too late at that point, you know, because now you're just being held for judgment. And then it's, I mean, it's, the whole life, the life that God has, has blessed you with, the life that he, he, he loved you so much, so, you know, he showed his grace and mercy and he offered up his son that he sacrificed his life on Calvary so that you can be free of your sins and that you can live and live a life more prosperous here on this earth and in this flesh and then have eternal life. He loved us that much to, 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 to provide that for us. But as willing participants, you know, unfortunately, and it's sad that a lot of us aren't willing to accept that. You know, a lot of us have to feel the wounds and feel, feel, feel all the, the damage, you know what I mean, for ourselves. So we have to go out there, such as uh, others, get shot, bear those wounds, and then return back into a lifestyle which, 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 which the, uh, the, the whole act transpired from in the first place. Do we have to go through all the hardship and the heartache? And things like that from, from being obedient and not following God's will and not placing and putting the things and the people and the places in our lives that will help and bless us with a more prosperous and productive life. You know what I mean? So we have to do that, deal with that hardship. You know what I mean? Just, just find out then to go through a... No, we don't have to because we have a God 
who loved us so much that he sent his son in the flesh, the great I am, to walk this earth and endure all of that pain, all of that suffering force, so that we don't have to do it for ourselves. You know, so it's just, it's just very, very sad that, um, you know, I still see, you know, a lot of the world is still going on with the same behavior. They're still committing with the same acts. And they're wondering why we are where we are. So I want to, I just wanted to deliver this message because after reading you know uh, the the John's twenty uh, twenty four and twenty nine. It kind of it kind of moved me, and um, and like I said, I I kind of seen it, uh, just as we 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 do in the world where we have to actually touch the wounds or go through all the trials and tribulations and go through all the hardship for ourselves before we actually accept, before we actually repent, before we actually say, enough is enough. Folks, I'm hoping that we can get this together. I'm hoping that we can be blessed by our Creator and forgiven and offered grace and mercy. That worldwide, that we will all be able to bow down and pray and ask for God's mercy, God's grace, God's forgiveness. So that we will be able to be removed from beneath this pandemic and go on with our lives, but not to go back to the norm and not to go back to our usual way of doing things, but to be lifted up in a higher spirit and a better way of living in which we will be able to exercise that spiritual gift of strength and of power that will bless us to be able to do this thing right. That will bless us to be able to love the way that God intended for us to love. I'm praying for us, and everyone here at True Reveal, we're praying as well. So I want to thank you for tuning in, and I pray you stay safe and be blessed. And I pray that you were blessed by this segment. Until we return next time, ladies and gentlemen, True Reveal. Welcome back to True Reveal. You know this is a podcast in which we try to keep it motivating, inspirating, and encouraging. I want to thank you for tuning in with us again. Today I want to hopefully address a topic in which I believe that we all are kind of kind of dealing with at this time. Even myself, and sometimes I have to keep myself encouraged. But it's concerning change. I want to try to encourage you as well as myself that in change that a lot of times I know that we all are, uncomfor- are com- uncomfortable when it pertains to change because change may consist of the unknown. But if we look back in our lives where a lot of times where change has been made, although it was uncomfortable, it was good for us. So I just want to use that 
as a reference to, to confirmation that change is good. And I also want to say relating to God himself that God does things in seasons. And we know that anything that doesn't change, it can wither. So without change, it's possible that we, 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 can, we, we can wither. We wouldn't have the growth that, that we need. We can become complacent. So standing still is not the way, but change is. So I want to encourage you today in the seasons. I want to also uh, remind you that positive change can be designed to draw you closer to God, especially during times of impurity. You know, change sometimes, yes, it demands will, but where there's will, there's a way. The will can also reflect trust, and the way can reflect change, and that in itself can reflect the completion of a season. So I'm hopeful that I can encourage you again, I'll say as well as myself, I try to feed this to myself daily, because yeah, we are dealing with some abnormal times, and these are times of unsurety. As long as we kind of get tunnel vision and, and, and focusing on, on the problem and not the solution, you know, so um, I don't want to get caught up into that position myself, and I'm hopeful that you don't as well, because it can become discouraging. It can consume you, and eventually you'll find yourself dealing with a little bit of despair and a little bit of hopelessness. So if I can, I would like to encourage you through James 1 and 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So out of your love for God and your trust in God, just hold on. Trust the season. Just hold on under the trial. Hold on under the test. And just trust and believe that God will bring you out. I know, yes, I know that it's, it's trying. Because I know just as myself, sometimes we turn, we'll find out in our personal lives that we may have had friends relatives are just others that in, in, in our community that may have suffered from the corona pandemic or even possibly died subject to it but under those those circumstances yeah you can't be consumed by it but we do have to remember that God is still in control and if I can, I would like to also encourage you through Ecclesiastics 3 and 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And with that, when I read it myself, the first thing 
I want to ask myself is what will I do in this season that can bless my coming in and my going out? What will I do? How will I utilize this season that God willing I'm able to endure and be covered during this season that we are in? That when this pandemic is over, that I'm filled with the grace and the love of God, that I have grown spiritually, that will bless me to be able to have a gift that's received through exercising faith. And with that, because I have the ability to do it, I exercised it personally, I can personally pass it on to someone else. Because that's what's going to be needed in the future, my people. For our youth, our children, and our future, that's what's going to be needed. Because God forbid we have to experience anything such as this again. Or God forbid anything worse. We're going to know, have to know how to endure. And how to endure through faith. And faith in God. And as the scripture comforts us and tells us that even in the midst of the storm, we can have peace. We can have joy. So this, this in itself I find very powerful. And this is what I want for myself as well as my listeners. I'm praying that even in the midst of the storm, we can have joy because of the promise. Because of the promise of God, which, which says that the righteous will not be forsaken. So I want to encourage you to hold on. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Do not give up. Do not get caught in the box. Do not become discouraged. Because daylight comes in the morning. Yes, change is good. And we got to understand the season that we're in as well. The scripture also tells us, so watch the signs. And if we look with a spiritual eye and able to see the signs of the times that we are enduring now, hopefully we'll be able to understand what it is that we should do in this time. So I want to encourage you. To ask yourself right now. What is it that you're willing to do? What is it that. You think that. You'll be able to do. And look. Even outside. Of your will. But in the will of God. Based on where you are spiritually. Based on the faith that you have been able to, to, to achieve thus far through the experiences that you have had in your life. So wherever you are, what level you are on as far as your faith, it all counts. And it's all grace and mercy. Because God even said that just the faith of a mustard seed. And that is surely grace and mercy because God knew that there would be times when our our faith will waver. There will be times when we would be unsure. 
there will be times that we will deal with some form or some degree of hopelessness. So I want to encourage you to not look down on yourself and not give up if you find yourself in a position where your faith is wavered. But just understand that sometimes when we're dealing in our own flesh or in our own devices, that's subject to happen. But when we tap into the spiritual, awesome, anointed power of God, that's where our strength lies. He is in control of it all, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless to how much we see goes on around us, regardless to who we see affected by this pandemic, we have to ask ourselves personally where we are and our standards. Because the true reality is that Unfortunately, everyone may not exercise the faith. Everyone may not have developed the relationship with God that they possibly should have. And through God's love, prior to this pandemic, we have experienced a lot more. There have been many more signs prior to this. The signs that were hopeful that we will fall in line with God's will and God's purpose for our lives. But unfortunately, a lot of us fell short on that. We decided to take our own routes because our flesh overwhelmed us. It overpowered us. And we were not able to tap in to the spirit where the power is that we may be able to have victory over sin and over the evils of the world, which was designed to trap us. So if you find that that's you, please do not be discouraged because we serve a God of grace and mercy. And I am hopeful that there's still a plenty of opportunity right now, today, not tomorrow. Why wait? For us to bow down and repent, ask for forgiveness of our sins, pray God's covering and blessings over this time that we are enduring. That we are able to not only endure this season, but to come out of this season filled to greatness. That anything that we are faced with in our future, that we are ready. We are prepared. Because we'll have on the full armor of God. Because again, this is what the scripture tells us that we'll need. We will need the full armor of God. So the word is strong. The word is so sharp like a double-edged sword. It pierced like a knife. So we'll need the word, the word to fight the enemy. We'll need plenty of prayer for God's anointed covering and blessings over our life and over our walk that we may be able to hear when he says do or don't do, that he'll be able to order our steps and direct us into the path of righteousness because the righteous will not be forsaken. I pray that 
this season blesses us all. I pray, I pray that we are all willing to accept the change that will bless us and not reject it, not become stagnated, not to wither in this time and in this season, but that we will able to plant seeds now that we will grow spiritually, that when this pandemic passes over, we're able to grow and we're able to blossom into a full image of Christ, that we will be able to walk in his likeness and that we'll be able to encourage and inspire others who will see us and will need that inspiration in these troubled times. They will need to see that the world still is good. There's so much evil around us, ladies and gentlemen. But we don't have to do as the world do. We don't have to fall in line with that because we serve a God that's greater. And he sent his son to walk the walk so that we are able to emulate that and that we can show the world that God sent the great creator through his son to create life through the forgiveness of sins. We thank God for that. We thank God that he offered up his son that we did not perish but today we can have life. So it's up to us in this season whether we're going to be pressed through all the pressures, the pressures that the same pressure that, that, that creates diamonds, will we come, come out as a diamond? Will we come out flawed? Or will we come out precious, like the precious gold that God intended for us to be? It's all up to each one of us as an individual because we have free will. Yes, God loved us that much that he gave us free will. Even in our willingness to accept his son. So it's up to us. It's up to us. What will we do with it? Because regardless to what decision we make. Every knee shall bow. Yes, in the end, every knee shall bow. So I'm grateful that I personally came out of the dark into the light. And I am willing to accept the truth and the light. That I may not only live and have God's covering and blessings in this life. But have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven with the creator. I pray this to you as well, my listeners. And without being judgmental on your personal beliefs or your personal decisions that you make, I just ask that we self-reflect. Do a little mirror imaging. Look at yourself, look at your life on where you are and not only just where you've been 
because we serve a God who forgives, a forgiving God who's willing to take all the things that we've done, all the bad decisions that we may have made and put them behind us and we can start anew. The only thing we have to do is repent and ask. And if we ask in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, then we are forgiven. We are blessed with a grace and a mercy that will bless us with true life and eternal life. That gift is for me and you. And I pray that we all make the right decision. Free will. What will you do in this season that will bless your coming out and your going in? Talk to you in the next session. I thank you for tuning in here at True Reveal. I say to you, be blessed. This is only a season. Pray for yourself daily. Pray for those around you. But walk the walk that you may emulate the light, that you may emulate the goodness of God's Son, that people may know that there's not only evil in the world, but there is still good. There is still hope. There is still promise. Until we return next time on True Reveal. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. And I hope we inspired you here. True Reveal, ladies and gentlemen. Be blessed. Good evening, good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to True Reveal. You know, this is the podcast in which we try to keep it motivating, inspirating, and encouraging. I want to thank you for tuning in with us again. Today, I want to hopefully address a topic in which I believe that we all are kind of, kind of dealing with at this time. Even myself, and sometimes I have to keep myself encouraged. But it's concerning change. I want to try to encourage you as well as myself that in change that a lot of times I know that we all are, uncomfort are uncomfortable when it pertains to change because change may consist of the unknown. But if we look back in our lives, where a lot of times where change has been made, although it was uncomfortable, it was good for us. So I just want to use that as a reference to, to confirmation that change is good. And I also want to say relating to God himself, that God does things in seasons. And we know that anything that doesn't change, it can wither. So without change, it's possible that we, 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 can, we, we can wither. We wouldn't have the growth that, that we need. We can become complacent. So standing still is not the way, but change is. So I want to encourage you today in the seasons. I want to also uh, remind you that positive change can be designed to draw you closer to God, especially during times of insurance. 
you know, it's changed sometimes. Yes, it demands will. But where there's will, there's a way. The will can also reflect trust. And the way can reflect change. And that in itself can reflect the completion of a season. So I'm hopeful that I can encourage you again, I'll say, as well as myself. I try to feed this to myself daily because, yeah, we are dealing with some abnormal times. And these are times of unsurety. As long as we kind of get tunnel vision and, and, and focusing on, on the problem and not the solution, you know, so um, I don't want to get caught up into that position myself. And I'm hopeful that you don't as well, because it can become discouraging. It can consume you, and eventually you'll find yourself dealing with a little bit of despair and a little bit of hopelessness. So if I can, I would like to encourage you through James 1 and 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So out of your love for God and your trust in God, just hold on. Trust the season. Just hold on under the trial. Hold on under the test. And just trust and believe that God will bring you out. I know, yes, I know that it's, it's trying because I know just as myself, sometimes we turn, we'll find out in our personal lives that we may have had friends, relatives, or just others that, in, in our community that may have suffered from the corona pandemic or even possibly died subject to it. But under those those circumstances, yeah, you can be consumed by it. But we do have to remember that God is still in control. And if I can, I would like to also encourage you through Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And with that, when I read it myself, the first thing I want to ask myself is what will I do in this season that can bless my coming in and my going out? What will I do? How will I utilize this season that God willing, I'm able to endure and be covered during this season that we are in? That when this pandemic is over, that I am filled with the grace and the love of God. That I have grown spiritually that will bless me to be able to have a gift that's received through exercising faith. And with that, because I had the ability to do it, I exercised it personally. I can personally pass it on to someone else. 
because that's what's going to be needed in the future, my people. For our youth, our children, and our future, that's what's going to be needed. Because, God forbid, we have to experience anything such as this again, or, God forbid, anything worse, we're going to know, have to know how to endure and how to endure through faith and faith in God. And as the scripture comforts us and tells us that even in the midst of the storm, we can have peace, we can have joy. So this, this in itself I find very powerful and this is what I want for myself as well as my listeners. I'm praying that even in the midst of the storm we can have joy because of the promise. Because of the promise of God which, which says that the righteous will not be forsaken. So I want to encourage you to hold on. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Do not give up. Do not get caught in the box. Do not become discouraged. Because daylight comes in the morning. Yes, change is good. And we got to understand the season that we're in as well. Scripture also tells us to watch the signs. And if we look with a spiritual eye and able to see the signs of the times that we are enduring now, hopefully we'll be able to understand what it is that we should do in this time. So I want to encourage you to ask yourself right now, what is it that you're willing to do? What is it that you think that you'll be able to do? And look, even outside of your will, but in the will of God, based on where you are spiritually, based on the faith that you have been able to, 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 to achieve thus far through the experiences that you have had in your life. So wherever you are, what level you are on as far as your faith, it all counts. And it's all grace and mercy. Because God even said just the faith of a mustard seed. And that is surely grace and mercy. Because God knew that there would be times when our, our faith will waver. There would be times when we would be unsure. There will be times that we will deal with some form or some degree of hopelessness. So I want to encourage you to not look down on yourself and not give up if you find yourself in a position where your faith is wavered. But just understand that sometimes when we're dealing in our own flesh or in our own devices, that's subject to happen. But when we tap into the spiritual, awesome anointed power of God, that's where our strength lies. He is in control of it all, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless to how much we see goes on around us, regardless to who we see affected by this pandemic, we have to ask ourselves personally where we are and our standards. Because a true 
reality is that, unfortunately, everyone may not exercise the faith. Everyone may not have developed a relationship with God that they possibly should have. And through God's love, prior to this pandemic, we have experienced a lot more. There have been many more signs prior to this. The signs that were hopeful that we would fall in line with God's will and God's purpose for our lives. But unfortunately, a lot of us fell short on that. We decided to take our own routes because our flesh overwhelmed us. It overpowered us. And we were not able to tap in to the spirit where the power is that we may be able to have victory over sin and over the evils of the world, which was designed to trap us. So if you find that that's you, please do not be discouraged because we serve a God of grace and mercy. And I am hopeful that there is still a plenty opportunity right now, today, not tomorrow, why wait, for us to bow down and repent, ask for forgiveness of our sins, pray God's covering and blessings over this time that we are enduring, that we are able to not only endure this season, but to come out of this season filled to greatness that anything that we are faced with in our future, that we are ready. We are prepared because we will have on the full armor of God. Because again, this is what the scripture tells us that we'll need. We will need the full armor of God. So the word is strong. The word is so sharp like a double-edged sword and pierced like a knife. So we'll need the word, the word, to fight the enemy. We'll need plenty of prayer, God's anointed covering and blessings over our life and over our walk that we may be able to hear when he says do or don't do, that he'll be able to order our steps and direct us into the path of righteousness. Because the righteous will not be forsaken. I pray that this season blesses us all. I, play, I pray that we are all willing to accept the change that will bless us and not reject it, not become stagnated, not to wither in this time and in this season but that we were able to plant seeds now that we will grow spiritually, that when this pandemic passes over, we're able to grow and we're able to blossom into a full image of Christ, that we will be able to walk in his likeness and that we'll be able to encourage and inspire others who will see us and we'll need that inspiration in these troubled times. They will need to see that the world still is 
good. There's so much evil around us, ladies and gentlemen. But we don't have to do as the world do. We don't have to fall in line with that. Because we serve a God that's greater. And he sent his son to walk the walk. So that we are able to emulate that. And that we can show the world that God sent the great creator through his son to create life through the forgiveness of sins. We thank God for that. We thank God that he offered up his son that we did not perish, but today we can have life. So it's up to us in this season whether we're going to be pressed through all the pressures, the pressures that the same pressure that, that, that creates diamonds, will we come, come out as a diamond? Will we come out flawed? Or will we come out precious? Like the precious gold that God intended for us to be. It's all up to each one of us as an individual because we have free will. Yes, God loved us that much that he gave us free will. Even in our willingness to accept his son. So it's up to us. It's up to us. What will we do with it? Because regardless to what decision we make, Every knee shall bow. Yes, in the end, every knee shall bow. So I'm grateful that I personally came out of the dark into the light. And I am willing to accept the truth and the light. That I may not only live and have God's covering and blessings in this life, but have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven with the creator. I pray this for you as well, my listeners. And without being judgmental on your personal beliefs or your personal decisions that you make, I just ask that we self-reflect. Do a little mirror imaging. Look at yourself, look at your life on where you are and not only just where you've been, because we serve a God who forgives, a forgiving God who's willing to take all the things that we've done, all the bad decisions that we may have made and put them behind us and we can start anew. The only thing we have to do is repent and ask. And if we ask in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, then we are forgiven. We are blessed with a grace and a mercy that will bless us with true life and eternal life. That gift is for me and you. And I pray that we all make the right decision. Free will. What will you do in this season that will bless your coming out and you're going in.
talk to you on the next session. I thank you for tuning in here at Trueville. I say to you, be blessed. This is only a seed. Pray for yourself daily. Pray for those around you. For walk the walk that you may emulate the light, that you may emulate the goodness of God's Son, that people may know that there's not only evil in the world, but there is still good. There is still hope. There is still promise. Until we return next time on True Reveal, thank you. It was nice talking to you, and I hope we inspired you here. True Reveal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh -huh.